Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Oh, look, he's already running. I can't stop him. I can't stop him. He's warming up. He's warming up. <laughs> stop warming up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best warm up I've seen. <laughs> yeah. Come on. With Paul Tonkinson and Rob That's it. We're off. Good morning. Good morning, 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 morning. We're running comedy on this rainy Monday. Yeah, it's just abated, hasn't it? It was uh, it was pretty uh, tough about an hour ago, wasn't it's it? It's Edinburgh weather, you know. I got caught in a massive, like, really wet, like, big drop downpour. Yeah. And then ten minutes after that, the sun was out. And the sun wasn't just that. It was hot. You know, yeah. it really kind of cuts through. It really reminds me of Edinburgh, which is quite evocative, really. It's also sort of... It's an absurd reminder that somewhere along here, we, we're sort of... We're not at the end of summer, but we're at the beginning of the end of summer. <laughs> yeah. Sort of. Do you know oh, what I mean? Absolutely, yeah. There's, but there's a bit of that I'm afraid on, so. I've noticed. Yeah. Because, you know, what are we now? We're, we're a month we'll, after we'll, the solstice. We're late July, I noticed, yeah. I noticed they're getting darker a bit earlier. Yes. But don't tell anyone. And we're, but we're at that stage where people are trying to get away on holiday, aren't they, to, to guarantee the, the summer sun at the end of summer. Yeah, yeah. And then they get... But talking of guarantees, I have a strong belief. My memory tells me that there's always a blast of hazy, Keatsian, negative capability sunshine somewhere early in September. Yes, that's what you hope for, isn't it? When you go back to school and you see everyone that, you you know, from the year before. Yeah. And then... The fair comes to town and yes, <laughs> checking out your so long ago. checking out your different masks, yeah. sitting on the opposite side, <laughs> the classroom. That's made me think and of that Billy Bragg song. I'll never forget the first day I met her. And September morning was fear and fear. That's me being Billy Bragg. Could you tell? Is my have I got? A, is my mic bobbling? Have I got the Eleanor bobble? No, you haven't got right. no bobble. Hey, um, uh, I'm glad you mentioned Ella because she got in touch with me yesterday. Yeah. She was saying, and let me pass this on to you, dear listener, how much she appreciated all the appreciation. Good. We were having a little oh, chat good. about how, you know, it's a little um, way of cross-referencing that we really mean it when we say how much we like you feeding back to us because as comedians, we're 
We're really used to cynical at best, completely inert at worst in terms of response. Yeah. So to be part of a community that says, really enjoyed it, I've been doing this, yes. liked what you said, yeah, it's it very special nice. for us, isn't it? It is nice, yeah. So what we need today? Just a little, just a, just a lazy Monday five, six miler, isn't it really? Yeah. How's your weekend been in for running, um, running well, adventures? Last week was... Uh, Sort of taper week. Right. But then, <laughs> that was the plan after running 50 miles a week before, ending with a 20 on the Saturday. Yeah. And then I took two straight days completely off. But the next day after that was when the, we went out with Enla, and that was quite a long run in the end. Yeah. And I ran a bit more. Anyway, 20 miles on the week. No, wait, it's 17 miles on the week. Right. And I took Friday off. And then I did my fast three on Saturday morning. And that, that was feel? good. It was after what you said about coming up to the track. I did feel like I had quite um, fresh legs. Right. Well, I wasn't feeling particularly uh, psychologically uh, disposed to a good fast run. But, yeah, my average, my mile average was from good pace. Good, good. What about you? Just thought I ended up having not a great running week last week. I, uh, you were a bit injured when, when, when I saw you, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, that, that was part of it, actually. I was, uh, we, we did the podcast. Good fun, good laugh. Yep. Went out the next day, did about seven, but really felt this sort of upper groin, slight abductor strainy post-football idiocy yeah. injury. So where's that kind of in the bottom of your tum, kind of? Yeah, sort of. It's just where I had the hernia operation, yeah. really. But great. And then I... Uh, had a couple of days off. Well, no, that was... When do we do the podcast? Tuesday. Tuesday. Wednesday. I had Thursday. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, I had Thursday, Fri- I had Thursday Friday off. Yeah. The weeks get a bit fluid, don't they? Yeah. During lockdown. Is it Tuesday, Friday? Yes. What day is One it? One or the other. Are the bins out? <laughs> bins. Um, bins are the only thing. We're waiting outside lock- of houses and then... Lockdown brain. There's someone lockdown gossip. Someone comes to get the bins on Monday morning yeah. and they do two things. One, they roll a bin up the road. Yeah. It's generally come at about quarter to seven. Yeah. And go <laughs> past yeah. the window. The other thing they do is they don't take any bins away. Yeah. It's some kind of reconnaissance. Right, right. And they yeah, actually yeah, yeah. come they back do. and get the actual bins oh, at they're, about they're 11. They're the pre-bin preppers. The pre-bin noiser. Yeah. The noisy roller. Yeah. Noisy non-bin roller muck. Yes. Early doors. Yeah. So, yeah, it was either on Wednesday or Saturday or Friday or Tuesday you were out. Yeah, yeah. And then, and the, so I didn't run for two days. And then I ran on Saturday and had a really good run, actually. And no real reason to have one. I was quite hungover. Just feeling a little bit stupid and reluctant, but it was one of those where I just had a feeling I was going to have an enjoyable run. It was raining. He just kind of pulled on the thread. By the time I got away, it was raining. I did about nine miles yeah. in the rain, really enjoyed it. Did the last mile in like seven minutes and two seconds or something. Yeah. Gave her a bit of pace at the end and just ended it really re-energised by running. Yeah. It was just a really good doctor on Saturday. That sounds really lovely, except to feel like you're setting, setting it up for an hour later, you're in A&E. Or... No, no, it was absolutely fine. Oh, and then on good. Sunday, I was going to go for a run Sunday morning, but I was yep. still feeling a bit stiff and 
wondering what I should do it. And I set off. Yeah. And then I just came back after a minute. Didn't work for you? No, I just felt, I felt too sore. Yeah. So I just, I mean, that's like, you'll do that one every hundred times, aren't you? Yeah, you can't. If get, that, I mean, you just, once you get your kit on, you shut the door, you're out, aren't you? But yeah, I was going to say, on the one hand, I just couldn't you can't it. get in the habit. Well, on the other hand, when you know, you know. Yeah. And I knew, so I came back. Yeah. I think it was a good call because I feel I'm feeling better today. I'm feeling well, I have to say, I hope it isn't age and injury and whatever. No, I don't think it but is. But I do think that I, I'll say it again. But I'm really le- learning it for the first time. Is that pace will cost? Yeah. So I think if you went out for however many miles you did on Saturday, it's the fast one at the end you were working with. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Yeah. It was just. Uh, it's just that thing of. As you get on in years, running day, day after day after day after day. Yeah. You just got to be, you got to be feeling right to do it, haven't you? You don't yeah. want to beat yourself up. No, and you do get into that zone, which I think quite a lot of people have shared. Other people have had this experience where you think you're doing loads of running, you're doing great, and you're committed, and suddenly the tiredness from all that running makes you feel like quality is tailing off rather than building up. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's when you need a rest. So. I've entered the race, the New Forest one in uh, just outside Luton. Oh yeah, the Nottingham, New, to Nottingham New Forest. The it's Nottingham in Southampton, Northampton. Just south of Venice. It's in Hartford, Hereford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The three, the uh, Venice that. The three. The <laughs> Venice that. Venice that. <laughs> the three. Hey, mate, good to see you. The the uh, the three peaks uh, race in uh, Milton Keynes. Looking forward to it. <laughs> yeah. Should be good from why not? Maybe I should email you a map before you set off. <laughs> Um, what, tell me about this race. Not well, where it is, because there's that. Well, it's a half marathon in New Forest, which I think is Hampshire. I'm, I've been joking, but I think it's Hampshire. Not Nottingham Forest. And it's a proper. It seems like they're just putting on a race. I mean, I don't know if it's going to work. I should yeah. have some measures in place. Marathon. Measure 13.1 miles. Marathon, half marathon, 10k, 5k. I'm doing the half marathon. When is this? September the 13th. Nice. So I just thought a bit lucky of a, for some. A bit of a uh, an autumn race, you know. Excellent. Well, I should think I should think you're not the only one. Those places must have been snapped up, right? Well, I don't. You know, I don't know. I just I imagine that people would be really keen. I think some people are, some people aren't, and that's fair enough, isn't it? Yeah, of course. Like uh, some people. I imagine, I mean, the fact I could enter, it was one of those races where entries just went on the day last year. So right. so it's less interesting. I think there's less interest, of course yeah. there is, yeah. Oh, fair um, enough. I think uh, it's one of those personal choice things, and uh, yeah. it will take a while to come back, you know. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to just a timed, talking timed of, race and a run out. Talking of people going back to things in the south-southwest, did you see... A promoter doing a gig outside for 150 socially distanced people, not in cars. Right, yes, I did see Saying, that. we're back, it's back. Yes. Is it back? They're, oh, they're starting to do some gigs, yeah. Yeah. There was a few gigs at the weekend, wasn't there? Yeah. Outside, which sound, look, look, look okay. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. It felt like real gigs, which is... Yeah. It's a, well, I did a... Uh, it's a thing. I did a kind of Zoom chat show thing. With uh, Kev Orkian. Oh, yeah. Um, and it was me, Tom Benz, and uh, Wendell Sardi. 
Excellent. And, uh, <laughs> not Toby Foster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we Toby did, Foster. Linda Lusardi. Never seen a, us in the same room. We did like an hour long kind of chatting, and I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed sort of chatting and being funny and thinking to, on your feet to, and all that uh, stuff. No, I'm all right. I'm fine. To, uh, yeah, cool. Because normally he likes to... Uh, we don't need to... Uh, is anyone going to... Uh, no. That's the first toilet stop. And we're just going to go straight past it. It's so passed. beautiful. <laughs> um, sorry, yeah, so Linda Sardi, Tom Bins. Tom Bins on first, chatting and moaning. Lots of moaning about, about gigs and people nicking his ideas for gigs and stuff. Oh, yeah. So I thought it's a little bit unnecessary. Yeah. So I... Uh, Tom Bins. So I just... Uh, Steamed into him off the top, which is nice. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> and, uh, take, that, was, yeah, take that. Take yeah. that uh, social network energy. Yeah, take that, yeah, take do it that, live. Yeah, do that Zoom thing. Of course, in, no right to reply because there's only one, one object feed. <laughs> and uh, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was a good one. <laughs> do you think the audience enjoyed it? It's hard to say because you can't hear. Yeah. And what side did uh, Linda take? Linda was. Uh, she was very charming, actually. I've never met her before. Yeah. She'd, of course, she had corona early on, didn't she? Right. Quite. I think she was one of the sort of high-profile cases. Her and her husband had battled with it. And it was just nice to have a little chat with her. Yeah. Yeah. She was on good form. But people like her are, like, coping with a year without panto, aren't they? Yeah, They've of course. They've lost all the panto. Yeah. Which is huge wedge for no, them. No, it's massive. I mean, it's, it's basically uh, their year. Their well, it just kind of sums it up, isn't it? It's that classic end of... All this stuff at arts funding, like I was saying the other day, is so tied in with uh, classism and uh, yeah. perspectives because we think all the arts theatre, um, that adaptation I saw at the Old Vic. But of course, all the people who have gone out of business are also the people in musicals that American tourists go and see that have been yes. on for years and years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pantos, yeah. which make all those regional all, pantos. all yeah. the money for those theatres, keep them alive. Yes, they do, yeah. And of course, they're also just brilliant, you know? Yeah. We've talked before about the pure, you know, to not underestimate the effort it takes. A good panto that entertains the whole family. Yeah. It's a great bit of... It's just not easy. No, it's not, no. And, uh, and it, of course... We have strong feelings about all this stuff because it all ties in with stand-up. So I'm the same kind of Which is unwelcome member of the family arts spectrum. It's obviously starting to come back. Um, and people are sort of selling half, half full rooms and then, and then live streaming it and all that kind of business. Yes, then it starts kind of, to come back. No, it's, it's not coming back. It's a 50-50 model. Um, but the only reality is, is that... I'm not getting offered any gigs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, I got offered the chance of the gig in um, Chiswick Headliners. Oh, yeah. But I kind of knocked it back because it's before going on holiday. Yeah. And another down, another problem of uh, this whole palaver is obviously the money's gone well down. That's exactly it. I so was just going to say that <laughs> it's, like it's, a, it's a very, it's, it's not wrong to say we're not getting offered any gigs. And I think that that is the truth of it in real terms for you and I. But if you look at it in a more technically accurate sense, we're, getting up, we're not getting any, offered any gigs we want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> the odd one's trickling through, but it's like... No, so you end, up, you end up in an environment where you're just paying, where you're paying to work, really. Yeah, exactly. Factoring the travel. So the question becomes, do you go through this so that the people booked you remember 
do you become one of the times who supported it in the bad times so you can benefit from the good times? Yeah, but it's not a charity. Do you do rubbish it? gigs for no money? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and do you treat your own career as a charity that you give to? Yes. Seems yeah, yeah, like yeah. a pretty weird model to me. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying Lindley Lussard is a weird model. Or do you... <laughs> or do you... Uh, do you wait for Rishi, for Magic Rishi to appear on telly and give you some more money? No, Magic Rishi is not coming autumn. this year because they had to cancel the panto. Did he? He's, off. <laughs> He's finished. Cancelled after one highly successful summer season. <laughs> Have it, take it. Go for a meal. It's behind you. It's in front of you. <laughs> it's the magic it's money tree. We found it after all these years. <laughs> Thank you, Rishi. And that's this week's politics. Yes. <laughs> we await the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> Bound to have annoyed someone. We tend to keep off politics, but every yeah, now we've and learned that now. We get, which is good. We get dragged in because running's beyond politics, as we are. Oh, doesn't look beautiful. Queen, oh, look at that. that doesn't look gorgeous. You have to wait for. I'm going to get a picture of that. The That's allotment. The allotment. We're just coming into. If you've seen any allotments recently, they are amazing, aren't they? The allotment Wet that spring. I so fleetingly joined. Yeah, gardeners have had the time to work them. The they rain's really been good. They? they look just. Oh, it's beautiful. been a lovely summer for the garden, Rob. <laughs> Hasn't it been lovely? You oh, saw, you saw our front garden today, didn't you? Oh. <laughs> Yeah, you were being mean about it. Oh, yes. <laughs> My wife, it's basically two lines of flowers outside the house. My wife presents it like Kew Gardens. I'm totally... To, any, to anyone who comes around. Oh, oh, look at what we've done. Well, we and my wife will have to remember not to have exactly the same conversation with you about our back garden, which, by the way, is not nearly as impressive as your front garden. So. It smells like someone's smoking weed. I think it's actually... Uh, um, smoking weed. No, it's plants. It's um, all right. <laughs> it's uh, it's ground. What's it called? Wild garlic. That's is it all right? Okay. Um, lovely in the woods. Oh my and goodness. these are people here protecting the oak trees. Ah. There's something with insurers going on where there's a few oak trees that are threatening some houses. So they want to they want to get rid of the oak trees. We weren't going to do politics. But is it's that, is uh, that swampy? Swampy all, back. All it comes down to a. Uh, it's a return of swampy. Yeah. All it comes down is the insurers can't be bothered to underpin the properties. Yeah, yeah. So there it is. They need 300 grand. Jeez, odds. And people are sort of. Hi, we're going to share this if that's okay with you. What do you say? Rob's got involved. All right, I'm coming around. You'll regret that. Oh, there we go. Oh, thank you. Yes. Well, we are. We uh, have a limited. <laughs> You're hiding. <laughs> okay, people I'm, who are recording here, they, they, you are. But you, you stay there. That's good. Just as long as I can still see Queen's Wood. It's better with you not hiding behind it. <laughs> this is a podcast where we uh, run and talk while we run. Running commentary, it's called. So look us up. Are you on Twitter? Is this on Twitter? Hashtag Save Queenswood Oaks. We'll do it. We've, I've signed the petition. I we'll put it in. You'll see it. I've signed the petition. Yeah, all right. Good luck with it. It's called Running Commentary on Twitter, Run Com Pod. Although we're off Twitter for 48 hours, you know, because of the... Yes, Save the course. Oaks. Absolutely. Save the of Oaks. Course. I don't know if Take you'll come care. out on this, so you three have to say Save the Oaks as loud as you can now. Save the Oaks! <laughs> Nicely done. Okay, good luck. This is so... They sound they so unswampy. That's the funny thing. So radical. Such aren't they? nice. So radical. Nice. Did you oh, nick any food? The ladies. <laughs>
think so. Oh, that's spiked. That's, that's a great most... place to go at like, night if you fancy a bit of food, isn't it? <laughs> Where I might tell my kids about that. I've <laughs> got to tell you, <laughs> some... it's really good food. Because <laughs> no, a couple of times I've walked, me and my daughter, my estimable daughter, who I wanted to talk about today. Yes. Come back to that. Yeah. Um, we've uh, gone down on uh, school strike day for the environment. All right, yeah. You want good food. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, I can imagine. Those vegans with their bikes, I they cycle imagine. into Parliament Square yeah. at the end of the march. Just laden. They're just handing out stuff. Laden with quiche it's so and all sorts good. of it's all, it's all vegan. It's all, you got curry, you got bread, you got these oh, kind of energy balls. Yeah. Once I thought I was getting a falafel and there was this huge kind of chocolate and peanut energy ball. I'm like, oh, who cares? Yeah, in it goes. I'm num, num, num. And that's why good. I go on climate strike marches. Yeah. It's for the vegan, <laughs> yeah. free vegan food. Win-win. Yeah. Good for the environment. Good. Well, it's quite bad for the environment if I overdo the curry. Yeah. <laughs> but only in a very local sense. Yeah. <laughs> There's more. Um, walkers there. So they seem quite... I didn't actually get too close because I didn't want to... Didn't want to. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he was well, us all thinking that sentence had more to it than that is. No, I didn't. I didn't want to feel like they were being invaded because yeah, I know yeah, sometimes yeah. there's a sense of yeah. sensitivity about such occasions. Yes. Yeah. And I was casing out the perimeter. <laughs> I, I thought you were wrestling with uh, with the G4. There's a couple was, of security guys. I was fondling my energy balls. It's like that bit. I was like Gandalf going to see uh, Bernard Hill, right. and you were Aragorn and Legolas behind me fighting off all the. Yeah. Did they? Did they seem? God. Did they seem of good spirits? Yeah, they were just lovely. Yeah, just really nice people. women. So not. It was really wasn't. It, it didn't remind me as nearly as much of a prodigy album cover as I hoped it no. would. But you know, they've the got, they've got a good I don't really. I tend to avoid petitions and stuff, but I love these woods. Yeah. And it just felt like a bit of a no-brainer. I like the trees in the woods. Yep. That's what woods are, isn't it? Yeah, and also, trees. I think specifically, rouse about trees. It's always an argument why you can take down this one tree. Right. But you've got to respect the concept of trees, because yeah, yeah, yeah. trees take years and years and years to grow and make. And you take yeah. one, and it's gone. Yeah. And then, you, no one's somewhere else is saying, it's okay, here's a massive tree to replace it. You no, know? No. And generally, the reasons people take trees in city environments... It's always something sort of local and topical. You know, it's in the way. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, don't really like it. It's like you've you got to think about the cost. Anyway. Um, this has got a bit of magic about it, this place, hasn't it? It's really magic. So nice. It's nice to be back. Yeah. We haven't been in the wet for a long time. Um, you said you were hungover on Saturday. I think it's time for drinking report. What's the story? Not much, really. I mean, just, just standard... Every day is like Sunday <laughs> activity in the absence of any meaningful work. Yep. Just have a have a drink, you know. Yeah, it's difficult. I don't even think we went anywhere. It's not like we're actually loving the drinking. It's just the not drinking that's hard. Yeah, I'm, I'm still managing to have three, three or four days off a week. Well, I think so that's I, pretty impressive. Yeah. It feels a decent compromise. I think I had two days off last week. On one of those, I had one. Right. Does that yeah. count? Yeah. That's amazing. <laughs> I actually thought one way around it is I've got quite a bad lager habit at the moment. Yeah. And I'm just worried that I'm, it's going to result in a weight gain. So rather than wrestling with the concept of drinking or not drinking, right. I'm going to try and very much roll back the calorific drinking. Right. Of course, I know from the past that, that if you don't also 
um, roll back the amounts. Non-calorific drinking, the vodka martinis and gins and tonics can get very messy very quickly. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, my, my wife made possibly what's the ultimate sacrifice in buying alcohol-free... Well, it's not booze, is it? She bought the she bought the sort of alcohol-free versions of what booze is. Yeah. Um, she had a, she had half a glass on Sunday. Said it was really refreshing, yeah. and then launched into my wine. Yeah. <laughs> have you got any experience? It feels like you might have some experience in the world of the alcohol-free. Yeah. Well, we're talking wines, not beers, you see, because yeah, we don't drink beers. So. Yeah, wine's terrible. I've right. never had a good alcohol-free wine. Right, OK. But I, don't, I haven't tried that much. Right. But I think it is... It's part of the beauty of wine is that the fermentation is part of the process. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the same reason the difference between a good and a bad wine is so dramatic. Oh, gosh, I thought, yeah, I thought you hadn't seen that. What, I didn't trip? have time to warn you. <laughs> I didn't have time to warn him. That was fantastic. The good and the bad. Wow! I didn't know. I had, in the nanosecond, <laughs> as Paul's head headed for this branch, going, let's stage it, I just looked up and I realised that he was like there. And I thought, I can't tell him, but if it happens, it is going to be a good story. Oh, but you just ducked and dived. You wove, ducked and wove. Yeah, so alcohol-free wine is a bit of a... Yeah, because alcohol-free beer goes from, um, you know, not very nice, but all right, to really quite good. Right, okay. Although this trick, of course, of a really nice alcohol-free beer is that it's got alcohol in it. Yes. A bit like my Thursday with the wine. Yes. I do like a... uh, as has doubtless come up before, uh, Erding it alcohol-free. Right. And actually, it's funny because it's like a wheat beer. And I don't really like wheat beer. It's one of those magical, quite heavy, thick beers. Right. Which is somehow managed to cut through and be really refreshing and light and good cold, you know? Nice, A nice. bit like we used to try and convince ourselves Nuki Brown was back in the day. Oh, yeah, have a cold. It's lovely. This is nice, though, isn't it? Yeah. Today, the run, it's really nice. Do you know, I was talking to the kids the other day about um, temperature, about beer. Yeah. Because, about my dad, you know, to my mind, he does not seem like a man from the past. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he's very present, very relaxed, easygoing guy. And specifically, you know, when he was around, he was totally uh, clued up, pop culture. You know what I mean? If he was... Here now, I'd be watching Better Call Saul, and he'd right. he'd listen to the, the, whatever new guitar album was coming out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yet, more and more things about his life make you realise how times change. You start with the obvious ones, like the fact that he used to drink and smoke, and then go out and be a top sportsman. Yeah. yeah. In the yeah. era when famous people did that. Yes. You know, and carried. You know, it was kind, of, didn't, kind of tubby. Didn't Beyond Borg used to smoke? Yes. Argentinian footballers by the side of the pitch having a fuck yeah. watching them. Yeah. Definitely yeah. part of that culture. And the thing came up the other day. So just see, he was totally no question for me. He, fizzy cold drinks. Yeah. Just meant nothing to him. Yeah. On a hot day going to pub, his attitude to that was exactly the same as mine. And the drink he would have at that time would be bitter. Right. So that just made complete sense to me. I was talking to the kids about it. Like, who does that? Yeah. To realise that in their ears, he sounds like he's from, like, Shakespearean times. Yes, ye the old idea. taverns. Oh, I'd like, give yeah. me a tepid drink. Yeah. Brown, with no bubbles at yeah. all. Yeah. <laughs> and this wasn't a, you know, a hipster craft ale. Yeah. This is first time round. We're talking brewery pubs. And his mum and dad 
who I knew, what, in the 80s? Yeah. Their closest room to their room in the Museum of the Interior is the Victorian room. Yeah. Their house looked like people's houses looked like in the 1890s. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's time travel. Peacock feathers, yeah. everything. And what colour should we do it? We're doing it. Dark nicotine stained brown. Stone, stone hot water bottles, like those stone... Do you know yeah, what I mean? No Big fridge. Slabs. Yeah, yeah, no, no fridge. Jeez, yeah. My nan used to keep ice cream in the cupboard. Yeah. <laughs> and, the, and, in, and the bath was in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. And it was under a bit of board where she'd, you know, butter bread. Yes, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. that would be there when you got around four hours later. That guy looked like Antonio Banderas. And, you know, and all of this stuff was great and normal, but my goodness. Yeah, it's... Times are changing, aren't they? It's really changing, Rob. <sighs> it's really changing. Oh, Joe. So from Queenswood into Highgate Wood. I remember trying to write, you know, poems and short stories and stuff with a, t- with a typewriter. Yeah. I mean, how laborious was all that? Yeah, yeah, all yeah. That palaver. Yeah, it's funny you said it because I remember being really sad a couple of years ago when uh, Tom Hanks put out his book of short stories. Right. And the linking theme is the typewriters. Right. It's a very... Uh, American cultural trope, isn't it? Yes, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Typewriter's expression of art. It's the Greg Kinnear character and you've got mail. Yeah. But like I say, it's, that's the end of an era. Yeah. But I was sad because that would have made such a good Christmas present for my dad five years earlier, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I, 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 uh, I write about it in my book. Yeah. Convinced that emails weren't going to catch on. Yeah. Absolutely convinced. Politicians, some Why politicians st- still say that, don't they? I never email. Yeah. No, I remember Tony Blair saying that in the 90s, like, really? Yeah. <laughs> what? Crazy. <laughs> I up north, I was in Thirsk, just buying a cup of coffee or something. Well, that's like when my dad was in Thirsk, he'd have a pint of bitter. Yeah. <laughs> but Sorry. we'd ask for the, uh, I asked for the Wi-Fi. She didn't know what I was on about. <laughs> and I said, for the internet, she said, oh, I don't do that. People want to find me, they know where I am. What a classic Yorkshire response to the revolution of the 20th century. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But also, it's just one step further. There's a, there's a bar we go to in the Lake District. It says, we don't have Wi-Fi here because we like to talk to each other. Oh, it's just good. Make sure your sign is nice and pass ag. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's one step further to kind of go, yeah. Denial. Yeah, don't, don't do it. It doesn't exist. I don't do the internet. And she wasn't old. She was like mid-fifties. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that is old. <laughs> really old. As I approach my 51st on Saturday. Oh, of course it's your birthday time. Birthday. Oh, yeah. Any plans? Yeah, we're just, we're just having some mates around for a, for a barbecue. What time should watch, we come? Watch a bit of football. Oh, oh, oh. Well, the thing is, we're very, we are very restricted by numbers, aren't we? Yeah, yeah In the current... We've got, we've got I've got a gig anyway. I'm doing a gig. Um, yeah, of course. I'm also a gig. We're all gigs. Somewhere. We're all gigs. <laughs> I am going to stop off at there. He's going to use it. The toilets are open. He's going to go um, in. This is so beautiful. Should I film you going in? We've got about 16... <laughs> I mean, 16 feels like we're pushing it. Yeah. It's lucky, yeah. 16,000. It's difficult to be as popular as you are, isn't it? Yeah. It'll be good fun. Ah, oh, here we go. So look, this is it. Just, just as you get for, to this doorstep, give me waiting this. Waiting for for so many months. Show me your happiness. He's so happy. <laughs> so many months we waited. <laughs> Run! 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 Run
Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At bluenile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to bluenile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at bluenile.com for $50 off your purchase. bluenile.com code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's going to rain. It's going to pour down, isn't it? It's already started. Let's just Has stay it? under the trees. Yeah. Um... I took some photos of these blackberries to illustrate what you were saying about autumn. All right. The incipients of autumnal. Yes. It's, it's, uh, it's starting to encroach, isn't it? It is. When Which it I love. Like we've barely had a chance to enjoy summer. But well, we have in a way, haven't we? This weekend in, uh, in uh, Alternative Universe 2020, yeah. I'd have gone up to Kendall Calling. All right. And beat this in Tim Burgess's cafe. Nice, nice. And then gone on yeah. to uh, the Edinburgh Festival. And none oh of that will goodness. happen. I don't really mind. Obviously, it's small beer in the, in the great scheme of things. Plus, you know, that is so, it's a distant dream now because that would have shaped the whole last six months. You yes, know? yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it is the, it suddenly, like I was saying at the beginning, this weather, this basically August weather, just... Brings back very evocative memories of Edinburgh. Yes. So when I first went to Edinburgh as a, you know, would-be actor, director in the early 90s. Yeah. And uh, saw you there doing comedy. Yes. Um, early mid. Early mid. Early mid, yes. Um, you know, I just totally fell in love with the place and moved there yeah. before I even thought of being a comedian. It's just so wonderful. Just that uh, yeah, pure so drama, you know, a city with real atmosphere and that weather yes. that can change on a dime. A park with a mountain in it. It is such it's a fantastic a place. It, and in a way, actually not going to the festival enables me to remember and think of it in a much purer way. You know? Yeah. You could almost say Edinburgh Festival's for a lot of comics is better when you don't go. <laughs> almost. That's, that a, that's an argument that could be made. <laughs> that would be, definitely in terms of... You. Your bank balance. Well, it's kind of confusing for me because it's so tied up with it. And there's, it's not just Edinburgh. It's such good gigs yeah. in Scotland. You know, yeah. I love gigging in Glasgow and I love Glasgow. And I love getting to know Glasgow, which is so much, obviously so much less touristy yeah. than uh, uh, Edinburgh, but so much more like, I don't know, Manchester or, or even London. It's yeah. a real city, you know. And uh, 
I love all that. And it so ties in with being a comedian that to not be doing gigs yes. enables you to see it all afresh. Yeah. And to not be going there enables yeah. you to miss it. Yes. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah, we've really not been many places, have we? When we're just used to travelling so much. Yeah, that's right. Um, the reverse of that is that sometimes I get really sick of London. Yeah. And I have to tell myself, before someone gets in touch and says, oh, yes, we hate London too. Well, you know, everybody does. Yeah. But it would only take me... I don't. You know, I'm going to say it. I think it's been fantastic. Really like it. And I just had to tell myself, you don't need to spend half an hour in a town that doesn't work for you yeah. to, for that love of London to just blossom back up. And the fact that, you know, because it isn't, the irritants are there, you know. It's busy, noisy, expensive, polluted. But you take that rough with the smooth because it's such an exciting, beautiful place to be. Yeah. Will it be again? Will it be busy? Yeah. We will find out. It's interesting when you get right oh. to the heart of talking of tourism. To be revealed. I was reading about Bath and Edinburgh in the paper the other day, of course. These places, obviously financially, but also in terms of atmosphere, they absolutely rely on international tourism. Yes. So that's why when I went to central London, central London feels like the most still locked down place of all. Have you been there because recently? Well, when we went to the soft opening of the right. National Gallery, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just less people around, like, yeah. obviously so, you know, exponentially so. Yes. Whereas for a long time, out in our suburbs, <laughs> it's, yeah. the, it's actually quite subtle because you see just as many people you just like be noted on this very spot you just notice that their activities are a lot more directional Yes, that's the yeah. only difference really yeah. no, where once it, people would have been wandering now they're either specifically partying or doing tai chi a bit more focused yeah I mean yeah. London's a series of villages isn't it and they're, yeah. they're getting on with each other's business but there's still the idea of going into town Feels like quite an expedition, doesn't it? Because not so many people live there. Yes. And the people who live here don't so often go there. Again, something as a family that we've always done. Gone into town and enjoyed London's wonders. The question... But really, they, they don't... You know, it's not really what you do if you live in Zone 2. You don't go to Zone 1 for fun. No. The question is, will London, the centre of London, become a place where people live? That's the big question that is on the, this week's running commentary. Oh, the answer is <laughs> I don't know. I don't know either. The it's one possible scenario. good feature, though. Good feature, good, really good feature. That, that the, was the, the big question. That was the big question. <laughs> the big question. So, do you feel? Would you be up for a race, or does it feel slightly too early for you at the minute to, uh, to enter such sort of races? Well, you know. I think it probably is too early, but I wouldn't have thought that until you asked. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't... I mean, I've watched the dialogue, talking about online and stuff. I think it's one of those things. I just think, despite all the events I've done, I don't think that... I still feel quite external to that kind of thing. I don't feel like I need uh, a race... To feel like I'm getting my running. Right. I feel like I need an event to train for to make yeah, well, get that's, my training. That's, that's, that's a different thing. That's back to selfishness, isn't it? That's why I've uh, done the old New Forest really to give it a bit of a a bit of focus. But I find the uh, you know without I understand all the different takes and I'm forming my relationship with it. 
but I don't know where we're at in terms of safety, social distancing, what it's yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes, you know, it's all very mechanical. You try things on and it's fine. And then I have this thing at the moment where I'll go and do something. Yeah. And it seems fine and everything's very sensible and do all the right things. And then I just find myself in a bit... Bit of a tizzy afterwards. Feel a bit anxious for 36 hours. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, this I, happens with all kinds of things. I, I mean, I have that yeah. with... Yeah. I, have that, I had that when I went on the... On public transport, but I also had it when I went out for a picnic. Right. And I had it when my daughter went on a bike ride. Yeah. Oh, good luck. Lovely bike. Off you go. Dreams of terrible accidents. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touches wood. Yeah. It's, uh... I think, that, I think the main thing is, uh... We're just closer to stress. It's just don't do anything that you don't want to do. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like we've, uh... We were booked a, an ABBA weekend in Sweden. <laughs> With, uh, in Stockholm with Julian Matt. I knew you'd do that, knowing you. In October. No, me, knowing you. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, um, and Matt's a bit nervous about it. He's a little bit overweight. Yep. He feels a little bit at risk. He's unsure about And obviously... He hasn't got any platform boots or flares. No, the whole thing will probably be a nightmare anyway. Let's face it, he goes to Stockholm yeah, I've been for the ABBA Museum. For you know I was all, all different reasons. <laughs> and the hotel was massively expensive because it's Stockholm anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, let's get her. Hey, good to see you. You're all right. I'll give you a shout. Podcast. Yes, we're working really hard. Podding, podding, run chat. That's a USP, huh? I'll give you a shout, love. Take care. Um, and uh, isn't it great taking the mickey out of your own, <laughs> of your own thing? Yeah, look at us wasting the time. Podcast, idiots. Yeah. Well, I have to say, I think that the runners were good at that, aren't we? Yeah. We're runners and comedians. Look at me doing this. Well, I, I just saw this tree and wanted you under it. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, I mean, whatever you want. There you go. Look at that. Look at the woods. <laughs> He's so happy. His natural environment. <laughs> and I, um, yeah, so much like, well, maybe we can go on holiday if I lose a bit of weight. I don't want my holiday to be dependent on whether he can lose weight. <laughs> you know, he, he can't, he never loses weight. Right, So yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. let's put the, it's like two and a half grand or something for the weekend. Yeah, it's yeah, up yeah. for birthdays, Julie's birthday. It's a huge thing. It's one of those, we have like two or three years of birthdays all in one. You know, yeah, we're always yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. let's do something. And for various reasons, we never have. So yeah. we're throwing it all in. And I can't, I can't have that on whether Matt can walk past a burger. Yeah, and so that is also, that, that's the nature of things, isn't it? It's that, it's just, you, you don't want anything compromised. But on the other hand, things are going to happen. Yeah. They're going to happen. It's like what we were saying the other week about, if you're desperate to go to the hairdressers, will you still love it? I mean, and I'm talking in terms of self-care and wellness and right. having fun, not just getting a haircut. That four hours listening to twinkly, twinkly gong music and smelling essential oils. Yes, yeah. If you're not allowed to talk and you have to wear a mask and the person doing it is wearing a face shield, just will that still give you joy? Weeping with fear. Yeah. Yeah, I just said to Matt, if you're not, if you're not comfy with it, let's just, we, we can go again, you know. Yeah. See, so, that's the other thing about events and stuff, I suppose. It would depend where, it, where, where things are, because travel is huge for us. Right. Because uh, you haven't got, cause a, I haven't got, I haven't got a motor. And I don't know, I suppose... I would be happy. In principle, I'd really be happy to get on a train and do the things right and stuff. Right. But in practice, I wouldn't enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we're going, 
we got booked in in a moment of panic actually I booked the place we used to go on holiday right years ago when the kids were small yeah uh, we could never get it because it was expensive and then by the time I got, we could afford it I um, it would all be booked up you know right so when the Edinburgh Festival was cancelled I looked up and there was a week left in August and I said, we're going we're going yeah. and at that time he literally didn't know if we were allowed into Wales, you know, it was, it was yes. stupid, really. Yeah. But anyway, it worked out well. But the reason I mention it is that's somewhere we can go without um, needing a car. Yes. That's right. one of the good things about it. But we're going to hire a car this time. And I'm much happier with that. Yeah. I'm trying not to. No, that's fair enough. I think culturally, I don't want us all to slide back into cars just in a kind of drift, you know, because... It amazes me, all the new car ads on the radio, because I find it amazing that people would buy new cars, they, new petrol and diesel cars. Yeah, diesel's now. getting phased out, isn't it? I mean, they are und- undeniably useful, though, aren't cars, they? Cars, yes, they are. In terms true. of, like, family, let's go. And also, you know, I know that's the trouble. Is that it was always a new and subtle conversation anyway. This is a guy who's anti-cars and hasn't got one, just talked about hiring one. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it's not like it's yeah. all... These are the kind of things it's hard to talk about these days anyway because conversations are so binary. But equally, you know, that's why sometimes the car-y things like the, you guys try the driving thing, the, the um, you know, people saying, let's restart the car industry. You know what I mean? It's like, let's just take a moment. Yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what yeah. I mean? This, this thing needs a bit of balance. Well, it's, it's, that, it's that moment. This is Run Compod's second big point of the podcast. The big question. It's... Whether the economy's there for us or we're there for the economy. Yeah, and it, in do, terms do, do, of we, the do we rebuild the car industry purely because it needs rebuilding, or do we say, is it useful for us, the planet, etc.? Exactly. And I think that it's those questions, as you say, those questions are nuanced questions that are without easy answers. Yeah. But in terms of the way uh, the Western world is run, the answer is serve the money and the people will look after themselves. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. has worked well in a lot of places for a long time. Yeah. So when people realise that that's happening, they're like, what? What? I read a very interesting article the other day yeah. which said that the modern world simultaneously encourages... Um, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm reading the map. I nearly went the wrong sorry. way there. It's following you down the wrong path. It simultaneously encourages, you know, small government and, uh, and you know, not, not sort of non-socialist right. uh, governmental... Sort of local, localism. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Big society stuff. You know, that's the way the dialogue is going. Yeah. Not just because of um, uh, dogma, but just because of where people are at. Yeah. But equally, at the same time, people feel very kind of confident in themselves and like they have agency. So it's kind of like they simultaneously expect to be looked after at exactly the same moment they're voting to not be nearly as well looked after as they once would have been. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And it's whatever your political take, that kind of shift, that kind of dichotomy is, uh, is happening. People say, yeah, yeah, I don't want to pay for that. But ultimately, when the trouble does come, I do, hope, I do expect to be well looked after. Is it more, isn't it more local, small state stuff means things can move quicker? Like things like the pandemic and stuff. It's like Germany had lots of local. 
localised health systems, localised care that's yeah. a bit less centrally. It's getting the balance right, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But local and also, can be I think it, it's how, um, how things, how political structures that look after communities are perceived. Right. You know what I mean? Like, in America, people are just really uncomfortable with socialism because ideologically... You know that they think, oh, it's it's like a belief system. Yes. And yeah, if you yeah, said yeah. to them, oh, we've got a brand new thing, that it's 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 a new word, you know, yeah, gestergalism. Yeah, yeah. Yes. But it basically means you get looked after if you get run over by a car. So go for it. They go, oh yeah, I love it. Yeah, of course. Who, who wouldn't want that? Which brings us back to cars. Stop yeah. the cars! Stop the cars! Stop them! So you're. So this week's. Uh, my daughter, my youngest, will be 14 on Wednesday. Oh, fantastic. Which, you know, is probably her. about the age Good for your her. oldest were when we first started doing this running. It's, uh, it's a big age, that one, mate. It is big, but I think 14. that hopefully, I mean, obviously, apart from anything else, for all these kids, one way or another, 2020 has been a bit of a write-off. Yes. But also, I think that 13 was an absolute was seismic for my daughter and, and hopefully right. this is a bit more of a c- consolidator. What, 13 saw a lot of sort of changes? Yeah, she was kind of, uh, you know, from the beginning of last year to her birthday. It was like, uh, you know, it was a, a butterfly out of the chrysalis situation. Right. You know? right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of a different person in that six months. Wow. And sort of, we were joking about her presenting as 13 from about three months before, you know. Yes. Um, identify, not presenting. Yeah. Identify as 13. But uh, anyway, she's absolutely fabulous, so happy birthday. That'll be great. To the wonder that is. It's amazing to see them get older. Mine are are really grown up at the moment. You can just see it. Even Rudy, the 17-year-old, he's just really... Just during lockdown, actually, he's kind of... We come through, and there was moments where, from a distance, it might have looked like we are on the verge of some sort of grappling competition. (laughs) But overall, he's really settled down. It's been good. Yeah, it's just interesting you saying 17 and me thinking of him as being 15. You can just hear the difference there, can't yes. you? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's yeah. not just a number. Yeah. Oh, bless them all. They're all just becoming the people they're going to be, aren't they? All the children. And already are. All the kids. Look at those dogs. That, uh, Magnificent beasts. Magnificent. Yeah. Which so, do you prefer, then, Queenswood or Huggetwood? It's the big question. I probably like this sort of relatively less explored and mysterious Queenswood. It just seems to make maybe. a little bit more magic in here. Yeah, it's just like the road less travelled, isn't it? Sort yeah. of, even though yeah. it's constantly full of <laughs> yeah. people. And, and that is extremely safe. All the difference. Yeah. Well, that reminds me a bit of Robert Frost there. It was a. We slipped into a bit of Gerard Manley Hopkins on the Twitter feed. There was, the other a, day. there was a bit of a Manley Hopkins going on, wasn't there? I always, even at. A-level time, I resented all his lyrical spiritualism and much preferred the look how clever I've been of John Donne. And then there was a, there was also a bit of French popped in. We got really quite highbrow, didn't we? Yeah. A bit of French translation going on. Well, I spoke, I did some bad French. Yeah. And uh, I was joking. <laughs> and uh, that wasn't clear. <laughs> Which is a bit of a shame for me. Uh. Vis-a-vis the uh, French uh, fracas social media. <laughs> Turns out Deering was in fact being ironic, other. <laughs> was it uh, justified to call him up on the incorrect use of the French uh, chapeau? Uh, what was it? Hats off or something? What was yeah, it? yeah. Chapeau. Uh, L. Uh, 
Hey, so so to well in French. But she, see, that's where that was their mistake because she's not French; she's Irish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd quite like to. Uh, I'd quite like to coach. Oh, that you've made me think about coaching now. I think she could be quite swift, couldn't she? Yeah, and I also she's think that she'd be into it because she look, It's like she was saying; she is someone who, as a runner, absolutely seeks out advice and direction, whether it's from YouTube videos or. Uh, apps. Yes. She was. She would have been in the uh, hit badly by the Garmin drought of 2020 at the weekend. Yes. Of co- oh wow. Of course, people had that, didn't they? Yeah. Because I said, as I said on Twitter, I just logged on on Friday. Yeah. And I thought, what's all fuss about? Yeah, yeah. I'm going on. Is this it? Yeah, it was, running, it was running commentary. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listeners were going, I think it was Tomkins. That's it, you know. <laughs> his, his Ludditism is, is, is a virus. But I, uh, it's like when Ralph broke the internet. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, uh, I was sharing my wisdom. I lo- loosely use that term, wisdom, about running with Eleanor. Yeah. When I was saying, in order to run faster... You got to move your legs quicker. Yeah, and speeding up is the. Wait route. a minute! I didn't do the thing, Jim. And spe- Tonks is wisdom. <laughs> yeah. And that's standing that uh, ankle deep in that Mediterranean yeah. Sea. Yeah. You want to go faster? Speeding up is the route to going to, to going faster. Yeah, but what I neglected to say, I said, you move your legs faster. Of course, you have to move your arms as well. Yeah, yeah. There's got to be a counter movement with your arms because to move your legs faster without moving. Your arms. It looks ridiculous and it doesn't work. Your feet will look after themselves. Yeah, if you move your legs, your feet, that's, that's They a will given. follow. But you have to move your arms. I wish you wouldn't get technical like this. Because a lot of people weren't. <laughs> they were just moving their legs and getting a lot of funny looks on a Saturday morning. Well, I think so we should de- cool. definitely... Uh, well, let's tie together these thoughts, right? You've got an <laughs> event coming up. Yeah. Eleanor needs to do a 10K just to, you know, sign it off. You get her to put one in. Get you, her back on the podcast. If you start your watch when you cross the line, no, start your watch when you cross the line to start, and then pop it again when you cross the line to finish, and then you look at that time on your watch, that's the time it took you to run the race. Yeah, this next book isn't going to be as good, is it? Tonks and Tonk, a hundred tips. <laughs> Maybe I could do it. Hundred pound a pop for my wisdom on Twitter. This is it, multimillionaire. Wear shoes or don't. Depends what surface. Ba 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 ba. Brilliant. Always appeared fairly wise. Uh, yeah. Series of tips, seriously undermining the. Uh, Accused, Perspective. Accused of deception on a mass scale. Over. <laughs> Very uh, disillusioned running commentary listenership. <laughs> Did you see my uh, Tom Cruise video last week? Yeah, that was great. Man. Did he study my form? Yeah, he was great. He was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> He's on form. He's away. I thought that I looked like I got the brakes on a bit. I reckon I can get more pace out of that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't think I can look any less ridiculous. Any more ridiculous. I could look less ridiculous just by staying home. We should maybe mix it up and go down the track again fairly short. Well, I would like to, after mention the uh, other podcast, after marathon talk, Yeah. 
I want to. I'd like to do a timed mile. Yes. Okay. I want to do four laps. I want you on the line telling me how many seconds I did. Yeah. And then yeah, add in the Tom Cruise finish. Yeah. I could get a good one there. Yeah, I think you could. Yeah. I think you could, and I think. Uh, I think it'd be nice to do a bit of training before we do it and really go for it. Yeah. But six months quite, training. Quite intense. Is that is that the? Uh, if you had six months that's training, that's item, isn't just it? Just for a mile, what would you get exactly? Yeah. But that's a big if for me. Yes, of course. I mean, yeah. it's not gonna. I don't think that's on my list. No. But I'd like to get but my I mile used time to, and make it official. Yeah, I used to live like that. Yeah. And when I lived like that, I did a mile in four fifty. Wow. When I was a kid. Yeah. Well, but now I'd, be, now I'd be lucky to, if I, and this is flat out six months, I'd be lucky to do 5.20, 5.25. Yeah. I mean, and that's, that's really... But it's really interesting, no is that thing, that, like that's that. why, in all seriousness, after all that talk about, well, you know, let me be completely serious here. You are an innately good runner, and... A, a wise guru. Yes. And it's fun to skewer that. But it's, it's also good for the rest of us because of where you live in terms of running. Because what down the years has probably made you think, oh, I'm not quite Elio Kipchoge. Yeah. Thank you. Makes the rest of us, thanks. Um, see it from the opposite direction where, you know, I think oh, I could get under six. And you say, I once ran under five. And then just beyond that on the horizon... I see, you know, Roger Bannister. Yes. I think, oh, I see. Three fifty. In the same way that you did a, a marathon time track. with two hours in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Granted, it was at the other end of the hour. But it's yeah. the same <laughs> conversation, isn't it? It's like, yeah. they're, they're, they're just doing the same thing as... They're just doing the same thing as us. Oh, they're faster. It's all faster. I've got to the faster one ones finish at the front. The slow ones finish near the back. It's, I tell you, don't pre-order fabulous facts. Fabulous facts. <laughs> <laughs> but when you were saying that you're, you'd be lucky to beat six minutes. You could do that easily. The question is how close you could get to five forty-five. Yeah, it's really because you did that, that one little visit to the track already made me think that. Yeah, what was a mythical accidental six ten five years ago yeah. suddenly became. 6-2 that I just did by accident. Yeah, yeah, on your way to it on, on a Saturday morning, not really taking it seriously on the first mile of a three-miler. Placing the park on a bit wrong, exactly. Yeah. So, and I also find it very interesting, talking of that, it's so lame, but if I'm honest, when we went around that track, we went around it 12 and a half times. Yes. Which was, you know, there's good and bad things about that. Yeah. But the idea of running around it four times, so that A, that's less times. Yes. And B, there's no half. half. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I find that very satisfying. Yeah. You know, I do, I do spend a lot of time thinking about the maths and the maps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In it's, the gaps. It's a bit, it is a little bit tedious of 5K on the track. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, let's get back to the track. Yeah, let's do it. And I think, yeah, if I can get a, uh, just the psycho- psychological value of getting a mile time with a, with a five minute in it would, would be incredible. I mean, that would yeah. change everything for me. Yeah, well, that's very, very achievable. Yeah. This is it, you see. Things like oh, that. Yeah. I want you to practice coaching me. And we'll either Woo! get towards this very exciting 2021 season or we'll just fall out. 
and we will never speak yeah. of it again. <laughs> yeah. The most irritating Shut up! in history. Don't tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't relate very well to time, Paul. You're going to have to rob the time in it. <laughs> no, I'd love to. That'd be right, lad. Here's an interesting thing. Go on then. I was thinking the other day. I haven't got a. Uh, I find the, and this ties in with all you, what you were saying about mantras and yeah. digging in and tear ups. You know. Right. Is it possible to be really competitive and really give your best while still being positive about it? I find that then and now, in the old days, yes, I was fast. Because I was naive. Yes. And these days, there's still that element of, I've got to kind of find the unknown. Right. I have to not be looking at it straight. Right. Specifically, whenever I run a fast 5K on a Saturday, I'm generally a bit tired. Right. And not completely into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, And when I'm engaged and present, I'm simply not as good. Right. And that's true over longer distances, too. That's interesting. I kind of need to be wrong-footed. I right. need to be a bit off. You need to disassociate. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's interesting. I'll have to have a little think about that. And I don't, you know, I do, I am competitive, but I don't like to be. I'd rather be zen. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you can be, you can be both, can't you? Can when, you? When you see those, uh, can you be when you both? see those really swift runners... They're sort of disassociating whilst giving it everything, aren't they? It's only when yeah. they start to physically register pain that they form that they start to slow down. Yeah, yeah. In fact, but it's I think not like they're not feeling pain before then. They're just not associating with it. Yeah, and it feels like to me that the specific there is you just take your head out of the game. Yeah. Just. I'm afraid, Rob. You're not allowed to chop your head off. Feet. Wait, no, no. You Feet were full of legs. Yeah. Legs can, fast. Arms the same speed. You can wear vapor flies, but you are not allowed, as such, under current law, to chop your head off at the race. Yeah, the expert. <laughs> a new expert. A new park run PB from the decapitated Rob Deering. What happened was he ran. <laughs> he ran under the blade, <laughs> and his body <laughs> just kept on running. <laughs> like one of them chickens. No, it's a... It's a uh, with me, it's always been a... A sort of combination of disassociating for most of the race, but only really digging down when you when you really really need to try to float and relax as much as possible, whilst accepting at some point you will need a bit of ugly grit. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's trying to fight. Is he's getting the balance? He's watching it somehow. Somehow trying to kind of sit in the cockpit, but take your hands off the controls. Yeah. And and sort of. I don't know, I kind of, I talk about it a fair bit in the book, but I, I, I was helped by a sort of positive rage journey yeah. in my life that, that, that kind of appeared unplanned really, but definitely helped. And I think a lot of runners well, tap into some like aspect of that. Matches and, 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 and models like that, the trouble is, it's not that they won't work if you plan them. It's just that it's a gamble. Yeah. Chances are you'll make a plan and it will go out the window. Right. And then something will happen yeah, yeah, in spite yeah. of you and it will work. Yeah. You've just got to be open to all those possibilities, haven't you? Yeah. It's, uh... I think that the other thing is that that's, and that's, you know, for full detail, do read Paul's book on this. But I find it, what's beautiful about that is that that's a huge and specific and one-offy journey. 
but it still echoes her journey that any one of us yes, I think so. who runs goes on any day of the week, which yeah, is where so, whatever yeah. emotional baggage you're carrying, you take it out for a run. You don't bring it back. Yes. It might come back with you in a different form. But at the same time, there's something about, about, about the wall that brings stuff up. I don't know whether yeah. you find that. Yeah. When I, when I experience the wall in various degrees of physical fitness, it tends to bring up all my stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's part of the emotional journey of running through, of doing the marathon, is it? It's yeah. running through the wall, you know. It's all, it's all, we're all looking for transcendence, aren't we, you know? Yeah, yeah. you saying that just made me think the wall, and it's not just the wall, but that just running to the point where there's nothing of you left. Yeah. You know? I, I just remember Vassos talking about running 100 miles, and he said he just for weeks he just felt... Felt really great. Light and free and yes, pure. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like a kind of really religious thing, like a, yes. like a kind of pure white light. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that's great. So he felt good. He's like, oh, no, I can walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, was, he was shipped off on a wheelchair, wasn't he? Yeah. He physically couldn't walk home. But it's not about that at all, no, is it? No, it's not, no. Well, short term... I get Shots. back to the track and I want you to yeah, time yeah, yeah. me for a mile. Let's get back and I'm going to try and back to the track. knock off a get some speed. larger weight. Yeah, get some speed. Well, psychologically, see if you can run a mile at the end of the summer. Yeah. And then just it'll give you a little new benchmark. Yeah. Because if you run a mile in like 5.50, then suddenly a 7.10 opening mile for a marathon feels psychologically really easy. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. what I mean? It just yep. changes the way, the parameters that you're judging your performance, yeah, yeah. you know. Interesting. So here's a, let's phrase this, let's make this question as wide a question as possible. You were saying any events, half marathon in September. But really, let's rephrase that. Let's ask ourselves and all our listeners, what is it? What, what is the thing you're going to do, work towards in September? Yes. That's going to tell you where you're at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For yeah, some people, it'll be finishing catch to 5K. Yes, A lot of people are starting that up now. Yeah, that's great. I think it's absolutely fantastic. Although, I do think that, I think one of the ways that catch to 5K works is it lets you not enjoy the running. Right. Which is important. But I think as you get to 5K, if you want to stay what do you with mean, it... What do you mean by that? Listen, I hated it, but I did it. Right. You know, which is totally valid. It's yeah. a really good way to get there. But remember, I think if you want to run further, to accept that and move on. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, it's, that's one thing that when people start running... There's people who start running and immediately like it. Yeah. And they always like it. That's it. Yeah. And then there's people who start running... I really don't like it. Yeah. And, and I would always say to them, the fitter you get, the more likely you are to like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you get fit enough to run 35, 40 minutes, yeah. and you still don't like it, just don't, don't bother. The other day, do something exactly. else. Yeah. The other day I was comparing it to comedy, though. And the thing is, you can only see it the way you see it, isn't it? Because I remember thinking, and I certainly wasn't the only one, slogging to horrible gigs with tiny, resentful audiences who wanted to see a comedian fail. Right. And doing five, ten minutes and getting away with it. Yeah. And thinking, imagine how hard it would be to do half an hour yeah. to a room full of people. Yes. And the answer is, much it easier. would be much easier. Yeah, that's the thing. And that the is, fitter you get, the easier it gets, more enjoyable. Right. So for us to go and, yeah. uh, you know, and just wander run five miles... Yeah. Is easier than doing catch to 5k. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. kudos. You know, that is yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, the totally. stage in the journey that you're on. Yeah, totally. So I suppose all I'm saying is that 
don't make yourself a long-term victim of something that you don't enjoy. Yes. We're all here to enjoy our lives. And if you do enjoy we love it, running. it's okay for it to be hard, you know, just yeah, yeah, yeah. accept the balance and move on. I thought it was interesting, this was a Jason Manford's video, which I thought was very empowering for the Chats to 5K, but I also wanted to, I wanted to kind of discuss the point rather than argue the point, because he was saying... No, no one likes running. Yeah, you, look, you go for a run and, a bit and then you feel it, smug. And, you yeah. know, and I think the, the, if you're a new runner, I think that's really important to hear. Um, but on the other hand, key thing is, he said, do you think cavemen ever went for a jog? No, yes. they ran away from things. And I'm like, yeah, but if you're a caveman and you had to make a 100-mile journey and you were lean and fit from your plant-based diet and the fact that you didn't overeat because that wasn't possible for you, then how do you think you'd make that 100-mile journey? Yeah, you'd set off at a nice light trot yeah, and you'd do it for several days and you'd be also, so free. Also, we did evolve to run. We, we chased animals down. We're bipeds and we chased animals down. We've got more endurance capacity than a lot of, a lot of other animals. Exactly. In terms of... Exactly. So that was, to me, that was an example of uh, it was re- it was foolishness. Re- well, it was man, re- man then before. But there. equally, if he was here, you know, see, he's basically um, framing the framing the, the the facts to fit the argument, and the argument is is a valid part yeah, of, yeah, the, it's of hard. the new runner's journey. What the hell are they? Wow, it's hard when you just start running, isn't it? It's really and hard. You're not used to it. So that's valid. It's really hard, Remember yeah. that the cave- and, and I know what he means about the feeling of smugness afterwards. It's not a smugness, is it? It's just a feeling of calmness, isn't it? Well, that's the other that thing. I, is that the, I think that modern society, again, uh, Jason needs to say it that way because, and it's the same. I remember Chris Evans saying it on the radio. People generally, we're not very good at celebrating. So uh, yeah. the word smug comes up a lot. But what I think he means is proud. Prou- proud. Yeah, or, or, you feel or, proud or, of yourself when you've done Or just chill out, just mellow, or yeah, whatever, whatever right. it is, that feeling you get post Well, it's like that old thing, like the one th- the coming back to a park run. You know, the one thing I never do on a Saturday when I run my 5K, I never get out of that door at 9 o'clock. And I have my reasons, you know, that's yeah. really difficult for me. Um, and actually, in my journey, it's nice to realise that it isn't just comedy gigs yeah. that, that made that difficult, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're but, just lazy. I'm lazy. I'm yeah, just bloody <laughs> lazy. No, we're all biorhythmic, aren't we? Saturday morning. There is a time in the day when you feel good to run, and it doesn't change. That's it's weird, that one, is it? Because I often, given the choice, I know it's unusual. It's most people run in the morning. Yeah. I'll run about midday, ideally. Wow, it fits. Or even later, even three sometimes. And that, instead of it being because we're comedians, maybe it's all part of the same deeper biorhythmical clock. That yeah. is why we're into both things. Yeah. yeah. But equally... I've run, you've got to run, you've got to do the other ones. You know, we've run yeah. early in the morning, we've run yeah, in, in, course, in yeah. late at night. You, you, you find out what suits you. But um, I think that the parkrun thing, if you do get a parkrun down, if you go out and run 5K, and if in some way that 5K is hard for you, whether it's getting all the way around uh, a walk or running all the way or run walking or going as fast as you can, you know what yeah. I mean? What I'm saying is whether it's an 18-minute parkrun or a 45-minute parkrun, yeah. you do that at 9 o'clock, you, you say goodbye to your friends and you go home. And like you say, for the rest of the day, you're going to feel good about yourself. You do feel good. Because yeah. you've done something. Yeah, yeah. And that's, uh, that's nothing to be ashamed of. No. <laughs> that's okay, isn't yeah. it? Isn't it? It doesn't mean you've got to run around telling everyone what you've just done that morning. It just means you, you know. It's, it's, a, it's a private knowledge, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah. carry it with you. That's a great thing. That's what I like about a daily run. You carry it with you in your mind and body for the rest of the day. Yeah, you just feel, yeah. you feel like... A, a different animal relating to the universe. I, I love it. No, I think you're pretty much the same animal. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. I spoiled that. 
Well, that was really nice. Yeah, that was lovely. We ran 5.4 miles through that, and it never quite rained, did it? When you went no. to the loo on Highgate, on, uh, Highgate Woods Fields, it was, uh, it, to it was raining out by the playground. We could see it, but we're not wet. We came up with some fabulous facts. We want to hear what you're yeah. going to do in September yes, and what it's going to mean, your... and as, with as wide a range of possible answers as possible, Absolutely, really. Absolutely, yeah. Autumn plans. Here we are. See, look, we're all right. My hair looks weird. God, I look like my dad. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to health care, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.